Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There, but for the grace of God, it was me. It's a big week on the show. Big, big, big week. Thick week. T-H-I-C-C-C-C-C-C. It's stacking them Kardashians up. Such a thick week on the program. It's a good week. If you haven't subscribed, for you to subscribe, you're going to get a shitload of bang for your buck. I think every show was over 90 minutes. And I did a bonus show that was damn near two hours. So lots of content. You're popping a little bit in the can store. If they are, or if you are... Heading out on a road trip anywhere, the Chad Duke Show is there for you. We got uh, an entire back catalog. You subscribe on ChadDukeShow.com. You will gain access to everything you've missed since last, what was it, last February? January? When did we start? January 11th was our first show. Was it really? Yep. Well, you've been marking off the calendar. <laughs> so coming up on a year and a few months, but uh, that is a whole lot of shit. We haven't taken one day off. We're Mr. No Days Off. I just came up with that. Um... Welcome to the program. It is your Friday episode of the Chad Dukes Show. Of course, we'll take you through some of the things we did this week that we thought worked well. There's plenty more where that came from. So if you want to, if you want to have a gander, go on over to ChadDukesShow.com. You can find out for yourself. I'm your host, Big Shoot. There is the cold soldier over there, the Great Falls Sasquatch, including Colossus, the Jolly Ogre, the Mahi Mahi Mangler, the Goliath Grouper. Shrimp Dick, that's what they call him. Uh, Gigantor is here with us. Hello, Tor, how are you, buddy? Yeah, I guess we added a new name. <laughs> well, I was going to go with uh, Blue Diamond Almond Dick, but it doesn't oh. roll off the tongue oh, as okay. much as it does. Uh, I'll tell you what, I love working in Fairfax. So um, one of the parking uh, areas for this building is closed because they're uh, afraid it's going to collapse. And then the other parking area is closed because they're uh, killing birds. And they, there's, I just was walking through the area where they're supposed to be getting rid of the birds because the birds shit all over everything. And there's just birds everywhere. There, there couldn't be more birds. And they've had the whole thing closed off for like a week now. Um, and I don't know how to slaughter hundreds of birds, but um, I can't imagine it takes that long. I mean, I kind of want to use the Reverend Peyton technique where you just walk around like you fill a, a shop vac up half halfway <laughs> with boric acid. And you just walk around <laughs> just sucking them up and then they drown in that shit. Um I don't know. I don't know what takes so fucking long, but uh, there is no place to park down here. I would think maybe a net. A net? Yeah. You An sh- electrified net. If so I'm, you sizzle their little brains the if, second they fucking go in, right? If I'm down there, I'm probably swinging a net. Because a bat, I wouldn't be able to really 
It, they're it, too it, fast. Yeah, they're exactly. little, little little bastards. And apparently they're not, for people <laughs> that are wondering, why are they killing them? I don't know that they are killing them. I just, I got an email and it said, these are not native birds. And ever since we had the Python cowboy on, whenever I hear not native, that means they're getting a bullet to the back of the fucking head because they got to get the invasive species out of the building. So I don't know. Uh, but we're very excited to uh, be here with you. Big week for us. We got the big event uh, tomorrow out at Flying Ace Farm. It is the Chad Duke Show. Adam Annual. Adam, 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 Autumn Annual. Good fucking God. Uh, Sasquatch Fry and Fish Hunt. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, we have... Um, Whole bunch of fun stuff for you. We have the uh, Chad Duke Show Bass Fishing Tournament. There's a pop. Then we have the uh, Headlock Gaming Mortal Kombat Tournament. We're giving away an arcade one-up. Those things are badass. Uh, you can see all the pictures and information, of course, on our social media, at Chad Duke Show and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're going to be doing a live broadcast out there. We're going to be, we got five bottles of Big Shooter Bourbon, only five bottles to give out. We got a 12-foot tall skeleton to give out from Home Depot. We got... Um, the wooden flag from Bulls Hardwood. Mobius Records is going to be out there. Bulls going to have his whole setup f- selling flags. Uh, we're going to have the CD exclusive episode, the Chad Duke Show Revelation, where when I tell you Tor, uh, I know you all love Tor, and everybody, he's a breakout star. He's the Kyler Murray of this uh, fucking show that we have here. Everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody's got an opinion. But when I tell you that he crashed and burned on this episode so fantastically, um, know that I'm not hyping this up. This is not fake bravado. This is not trying to sell the fact that Evander Holyfield can still box. This is a fucking disaster, the likes of which I I can't remember. I'm sure we've had them in shows past that I've been a part of, but I can't remember it, Tor. Are you at all regretful that those things will be, that performance will be encased in hard plastic for all time? It was a record low for me. I, I had a pretty, you were down low. Yeah, I had a big low at the beginning of the uh, the at, around the genesis of the show when my car was breaking down and I couldn't remember people's names. Well, that, that was real bad. That was yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't shower for a couple, you know, like four days. This this episode <laughs> was, was really really. Uh, it was a low spot. And then you've it, it sounds like though you've acknowledged it now because the the part about it that was so confoundingly awful. Um, and the only thing that I could say that was as embarrassing that I've been a part of, for those of you that used to listen to the Big O and Duke show, we had a boxing match once where uh, Big Rig lost to Blackout Bruce, and he lost demonstratively, uh, and he was an absolute nightmare afterwards, insisting that he won the boxing match and that everybody was crazy, and he was living for free with Hot Man Ted at the time and went home and, and cursed out Ted because Ted was part of the fucking panel that said that he lost the boxing match. It was one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened, and I think maybe it was because it continued after the show. And what I can tell you about this Chad Duke Show Revelation CD is that after the show, when everything was done, everybody here in the building went to tour and said, no, really, you know why you're stupid, right? And he continued to toe the company line and tell us all that we were wrong and that we're crazy and that his dick is six feet long. And um, I think that's where it got awkward. But it seems like now you kind of have a little bit greater perspective of the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm more embarrassed about my execution earlier in the episode still than the confession itself, but the confession, I, I what happened I, earlier in the episode I, when I was reading and I, I just, I couldn't understand what you were saying. Oh my that. God. I forgot all about that. I listened to that. I had the, cause when we were doing the CD, Oh my God, and, you and were actively it. ruining the episode. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that happened at the same show. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm more upset no. about, I'm more upset about that than the, than that was bad too, Jack. Stroke is over there nodding. He, I think he bastard it for us. So oh, yeah. he, he actually, I remember, Josh doesn't generally have a lot of critical things to say about the show. He's a pretty positive person. And he's texting me. He's like, oh, my Lord, what, what is Tor doing? Why is he <laughs> saying this? Uh, and I, I didn't have an answer. Um, 
point being, if you're coming out and you're picking up that episode, it is, uh, it's absolutely worth it. And then I've gotten a couple of texts from other guys that night tour that I guess they're like, Hey, is it possible? Maybe we could take this part out or do this. And I'm like, no, it's encased in CD. Now it's, it's over with. It's just going to be out there in the ether at this point. Yeah. We had a, about, we had an edit list about 14 edits long. Right. We went through me and Shude went through it. And then, uh, what got taken out, it's taken out. That was the tour expressing his opinions on the <laughs> community, so we had to edit some of that out. But um, he's, you know, it's, he has his, he's a little old fashioned. So um, it's a it's a fantastic episode. We got the, we made the the whatever those are the whiskey glasses. I heard the bro dogs at Casa de Tour. There was a big pop for the Chad Duke Show uh, demon logo whiskey glasses. Huge pop when I walked. In. That's crazy. You never know what just going to get over with them bro dogs. No clue. And that that was a, that was a big deal for for them to see me walking in with the with the glass with the logo. They thought the, they, they said the logo was badass. And they clearly haven't watched the Hoot Nanny because the logo's <laughs> sitting behind me every single week. Oh, they're blacked out by the time the Hoot Nanny. Fair starts. enough. Fair and enough. Then, uh, and they thought the gold trim around the, the top of the glass was. Um, baller it is it is baller is the way i would put it it's definitely <laughs> baller so we'll have all that available um uh, kenny kid is coming into town i saw him putting it up all over social media he's gonna be doing all suggest saturday night playing some rock and roll music for you guys after the show's done and that's that's one tour you can start to enjoy yourself i hope is after we're done with the broadcast and kenny kid's just spinning some rock t- uh, tunes you won't recognize any of them but at least then you can have a, a seltzer and put your feet up a little bit it's the most i i I don't think I'll ever enjoy rock music as much as I will on Saturday <laughs> night after after I see Saved. Right. <laughs> yeah, then we're going to be uh, pretty happy. You know what I saw, too, is that the rain looks like it's pushing off a little bit, oh, so yeah. we're going to be able to get the wiffle ball in. Yep. Have you talked to Monk yet? I saw he hasn't had his surgery on his face. I've been talking to Monk all day. Okay, so we're going to see him when we have, because we're heading out there today, right, to get everything situated? We are, yeah, we'll see him. Okay, uh, for those of you sitting at the VIP table, I hope you're listening to this. Uh, you have, um, don't buy anything because you are VIPs. We were doing a bit where uh, whoever watched the Hoot Nanny was the top donator, of course, always is king of the dudes or queen of the dudes, and they have a place of honor and civility with this show, but uh, we're taking care of them with a couple of VIP tables up front. So message us if you have any questions. Well, anyone can message us if you have any questions about anything for uh, Saturday, and I think they open at 11. If you want to get there at 11, just pace yourself drinking so you don't pull what I like to call a Sam Harbaugh. Okay, um, couple of things we should. Well, he's down bad this week, ain't he? Oh, he's down bad. He couldn't stop himself from commenting last night, by the way. So oh, he piped boy. up on Facebook. Um, it's fine. It'll be fine. And in person, that guy's a ten. People are gonna think. I guess sort of God when they meet him on Saturday, they're gonna think I'm a monster because he's such a nice guy in real life. Right, the nicest. He's an amiable sort. Um, but he's a he's a monster on the internet. All right. Um, did you watch the game last night? I did. Yeah. I was so steamed up. Uh, first of all, I hate, I hate those uniforms when the Seahawks wear those uniforms. Yeah, I, I'm for. I'm not a conservative uniform guy. When when the Falcons released those uniforms that were blending like the black to red, and everybody just thought they were real edgy by saying how terrible they were. I'm like, these look good. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. Um, I like when teams take chances. I like the bone colored Rams jerseys they were wearing last night. Everybody shits on those. Um, ever, I mean, I just I like it when teams take chances with uniforms. I'm not stuck up that way, but I think it's the all I would describe it as lime meringue, like the entire uniform. Like if they were wearing their normal colored pants, I don't know what that blue is that they have. That blue that the Seahawks have in their uniforms is one of the best blues there is. It kicks ass. It's really good. And if they use that as maybe the the pant, I, it's just too much. I don't like looking at it. And when they look, they dress like that to me, they look ridiculous. So when they get the shit kicked out of them, when they fucking dress like that, I always throw myself a little party. 
I was very excited about that last night. And the shit kicked out of them they got. Uh, the Rams didn't even play that particularly well, I thought. Matt Stafford didn't play that particularly well. No, that was a down game for them. And he hurt his finger, too. They, everybody was hurting their finchers last night. I was talking with Josh about that before the game. It's weird that they never show any injuries, but whenever someone's finger looks like a 7-Eleven, a 7-Up logo, they'll fucking just keep it on camera. But hold on. I guess Russell Smith has uh, got a pretty, pretty bad sprain of that finger. Russell Wilson, excuse me. Um, he's going to be out. He was out for a significant amount of time. You always forget Geno Smith's still in the league. Yeah. <laughs> you always forget he's still in the league until he comes trotting off the bench for the Giants or the Seahawks or whoever the fuck he found out. And, and, and people always want to talk about Chase Daniel. They're always like, oh, that guy's been stealing paychecks for 10 years. Geno Smith cannot play quarterback in this league, and he has cashed many, many paychecks. I thought it was kind of fun when he did walk out there last night, Tor. Looked pretty good. He actually looked okay. He was moving around. They were handing the football off. He let him down the field through a touchdown pass to DK Metcalf. Um, so that was kind of a, whenever I see a guy like that performing well, you know, backup that's had kind of a notable fall from grace, didn't get much of a chance because of where he was drafted. Yeah. I kind of like those stories. The, uh, that one drive where he marched him down the field and got a touchdown, that'll keep him in the league for two more years. Well, it's also something that you can always do. First of all, he's a former first round draft pick that helps right. keep him in the league. Although it's not helping Josh Rosen. Oh. Um, you the, the, when the defense when the new quarterback comes in the defense is always kind of on their heels so I feel like if you can take advantage of that you can do some work and then when they adjust he becomes Geno Smith again and that's what happened but here, here's the big problem I have with the Seahawks first of all fuck their fans fuck that building and that fake earthquake story every time they cheer for something that we have to hear tired of that that stadium was half empty when they were seven and nine before Pete Carroll got there and it's gonna be back to being half empty because that window is closed that window is closed if they were playing in the NFC East or one of these other divisions, maybe we're having – if they're playing in the AFC South, they probably could win that division. Yeah. But they're not. They're, they're playing in a division where there's three teams that are better than them, and the only reason why they probably are in the same conversation with the 49ers is because of all the injuries the 49ers have. But last night, I'm watching them play, and I'm like, DK Metcalf has four targets. Like, here's what you do. Any – football player can throw a jump ball like anyone that's ever been around football could say go down there you know just stand there on the 20 yard line if there's a safety in the corner on a camera throw a jump ball you're six five you can bench press a dump truck I, if, if you only give that guy five targets and i understand like there's a game plan i understand tyler lockett's more the position guy uh, the possession guy he's gonna move the chains but if i have geno smith coming off the bench th that's that's the game plan like we're gonna throw jump balls to this guy until they can't stop us anymore um, and he only had five targets. And every time that he was targeted with the ball, I felt like he was making a difference. So it's not just, oh, you know, Gino came off the bench and threw a, a horrible pick at the end of the game when he had a chance to go down the field. It's not just that. But it's also, I think, the, why the Rams, I, I, at the end of this whole deal, I still think they're going to be the best team in the NFC, is that they didn't play well. And they didn't play well in Seattle, which is traditionally one of the most difficult places in the world to play. And they still were able to win by nine points. And I, and I think that's to their credit and almost touched 30 uh, against a defense that used to be formidable. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them now, but uh, they're four and one and in second place. And uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch them win. Yeah. DK Metcalf, I feel like, has proven himself to this point. And I know he, it was a big suck fest last year. When, suck fest. When he was, uh, you know, kind of popping off and everybody beat Gilmore on a, on a deep route. Everybody lost their minds. Uh, and the chase down tackle got two weeks worth of coverage. But He's established himself enough where if you're in a jam, that's the guy you need to go to. Right. I, I don't want to hear about Will Disley. 
Uh, I don't want to hear about – I mean, also, whatever running back A, B, or C that they have going through there. It they, don't matter. But Chris Carson yeah. was eliminated before the – like right as the game was starting, right? Yep. Wasn't he said that he was out? Um, the thing that's so impressive to me about the Rams tour is that – they remind me of the Rams from the uh, the greatest show on turf. In that one week, Isaac Bruce would go for ten catches, a buck twenty, two touchdowns. Next week, Ozzie Keem would have three catches for one hundred and sixty yards. Uh, Tory Holt would take over games. Like they just had so much shit that even if you did a good job against one of them, they were going to get you eventually with somebody. Now there's no Marshall Falk on this team. They got a couple. I mean, Devery Henderson. Excuse me, Daryl Henderson. I, I is a good back. I like him. He's a power runner. And Sony Michelle is is fairly capable when he's not fumbling the football and his knees don't fucking give out. Um, but that one catch that Deshaun Jackson had last night where it was Stafford's getting crushed, it's an underthrown ball, and he just comes back for it and makes you eat it for 70 yards. It's like, what the fuck are we going to do? You know, like, if we if we don't do everything we can against Cooper Cup, he's going to have 10 catches and 160 yards and two touchdowns. Like, he's done that. And then I don't know where Robert Woods is out there playing like an MVP. I mean, he's a good, serviceable wide receiver, but, I, you know, it, it, they just have too much that they can throw at you that even if you do a good job against X, Y, and Z, you can just have, like, a backbreaker play uh, like the one that Deshaun Jackson had that moved the chains and got them in a scoring position. I remember everybody jumped all over Sean McVay in that game because he kicked that field goal on fourth and two or whatever it was when they're down there on the 11. Yeah. I saw Warren Sharp had like a real snarky fucking comment like, well, that's why you give up three first rounders for Matt Stafford. It's like, or Sean McVay knows what he's doing and he knows he's going to be able to score enough points anyways and he just wants to start piling up now and come away with something. Like everybody's just like, I even know Aikman said, uh, not Aikman, was it Aikman? It was Aikman. In the Aikman book. said, well, the analytics would tell you to go for it here. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> Go ahead and tell whatever you want. I trust Sean McVay. I, he's right. had a pretty good job of coaching since he's been in this league. Uh, so I was glad to see that that didn't matter at all. And my old man texted me immediately. Oh, there's all these just fucking tropes that football fans watch. They miss the extra point. He's like, that extra point's going to hurt them. I'm like, no, it's not, Dad. The Seahawks are mediocre, and the Rams are a better team, and Russell Wilson's hurt. It's not going to matter at all. And, of course, it, it didn't matter at all. But to me, this is like when I used to have to fucking take calls and people would come in and say, the NFC East is a smash mouth division and they're all about running the football. It's like, what fucking year is this? Like, what, what are you watching? Like, when is, the, when is the last time the Eagles were a smash mouth football team? And even it was Saquon Barkley, that's not a smash mouth running game that they have. So, I don't know. I think people get their, uh, their, their tropes and their cliches and they just kind of stick to them even though the game has evolved. But it was fun. It was a fun game to watch if you like to root for the Seahawks to lose and uh I certainly do, and I think by the end of it, it'll be uh, Rams-Buccaneers. No, no disrespect to the Cardinals. I feel like I'm continuing to disrespect them, and they're a matchup nightmare, but I just, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the pedigree. I don't know if it's Kingsbury. I don't know. And is, is what's up with, um, did I miss what's going on with uh, Larry Fitzgerald? How he's, like, not retired but not playing, and I saw a bunch of comments about uh, Kyler Murray today from him, and I was like, what is the deal with him? Like, what has he decided to do? I don't. I, I don't know. I know that there, he was um, early in, earlier in the season. He had a weird comment where it was like, "I don't know. I'm not feeling it yeah. yet, but maybe I'll feel it when it comes to September. Maybe he's still not feeling it. I, I don't know what that is. I maybe maybe he's going to start playing in October. Maybe I don't know if they could use him. I, AJ Green stepped up pretty good. Christian Kirk's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, he just commented on um, set me into see. I, one month ago, Larry Fitzgerald says being away from the game hasn't set into me mentally. I, I just don't know 
maybe if we were there in, in Phoenix, we would have greater clarity for that. But I just his situation seems rather nebulous. He seems like one of the who who just did that. It was um, not Fred Lane. He's dead. Uh, which Fred? There was a, a running back that just retired that had like a billion yards. Who was that? Was that Frank Gore? Frank Gore. Excuse me. I, no, I don't think so. It was somebody else. He's he was a dickhead. Played in oh Lashawn McCoy. Oh okay. Lashawn McCoy just retired. I'm like, oh, I, if you told me that, I would have thought Lashawn McCoy retired three years ago. But I think he played like that one little straggler season with the Chiefs. Um, maybe Fitz is just going to be like one of those guys where he's just gone for a couple of years and he just announces he's officially retired. It's like, yeah, we all kind of knew that. But um, he could. I can't imagine he couldn't have four or five catches in that offense every single week going out there. I wouldn't even make him fucking practice. I mean, he's a first ballot guy. <sighs> he, he knows how to run a curl route. Yeah, so it's all Tony Gonzalez quote. Yeah, I don't need to be in training camp. How can you not like that guy? I know. Fitzgerald's the best. He's awesome. All right, cool. Um, I had one other uh, little tidbit. Um, Tor, I'm going to need you to start holding me accountable because what I don't want to do is we have a uh, – the fan base for this show is uh, elite in that you – most people – and if you're listening to this, I guess you can just listen for free weekly. A lot of people do that. Um but they got to pay. They got to pay money. And people got to pay money for shit. Generally, they bitch, you moan, and complain. But we got a lot of people that do. And so I don't want to be in the habit of um, criticizing those people or attacking those people. We had that happen this uh, past week. Um, and I, one of my things was, hey, maybe just pipe down so I don't have to, you know, because I don't want. It's a situation where when there's shit that people say to me now that beforehand, if they were just listening for free, I would have an issue with. And now that. They're going the extra mile. I believe they deserve more quarter, is sure. what I would say. This is not even a bad thing this guy posted, okay? Oh. But I, I'm, I just want to – I'm here to – I want to bring it in front of you, and you give me your perspective so I can realize if I'm crazy or he's an asshole or both. He's not an asshole. I'd like to point that out. Um, I'm not even going to say his name. So – on our Instagram, uh, we had these uh, posters made up. They are some artwork that our friend Indiana the dog made. Uh, they are based off of this World Fair poster that I saw where there is a big bull head. And the advertisement was, he will be there. And then it said, like, Detroit State Fair or some shit. Like, yeah. And I'm like, is this cow, is this bull so well known that everyone from miles around is going to come to see this fucking bull and if so this is tremendous like what a celebrity um and it's from like 100 years ago i don't remember maybe you can find it we posted it on our facebook page but i i showed it to indiana the dog and i said hey man could you do me a favor and could you draw a poster like this except it's a big fish because of course we're having a bass fishing tournament and uh and we're not going to have a bull although write this down for the next one uh tour yeah. i need monk to have a bull um okay just walking around do you, you want know? him to look somewhere that's like- it okay that's him yeah so it's yeah. the michigan state fair yeah michigan state fair what year does it say uh it does not it's say. gotta oh, be 1921 <laughs> it's fucking great man but you see what i mean like if, if that bull is so or cow whatever it is is so famous that people will come from far and wide to see him like i love that idea right that's smart marketing i would say so unless it's just some smart ass <laughs> that, you think in 1912 I, you think it is uh, i don't know i love it um, so ours, uh, our poster says he will be there. And instead of saying the, the Detroit state fair or whatever, it says flying ace farm, October 9th, love it's Phil. And it's a big kind of goofy looking fish with a big smile on his face, which is tremendous. I love the fish. Um, 
And so we made these posters up that we're not going to sell for the people that were VIPs, for the people that were nice enough to donate the most during our Friday Night Hoot Nannies. And you know, it's just kind of a nice thank you to put them together with a little package for them for the, as they're sitting up front. Um, so I posted a picture. Uh, I told you that story to tell you this one. I posted a picture of the posters uh, that we were signing the other night when we were signing everything uh, on our Instagram. And uh, here's what I wrote. VIP exclusive posters for our kings and queens of the dunes. Signed by everybody, designed by Indiana and the dog. Can't wait to see everyone Saturday. This gentleman commented thusly. I don't know if you're looking at this tour, but I'll, I'll go ahead and read it to you. Yep. I'm hoping someone is willing to sell me one of these to a founding member from Northern California that requested the time off but was denied. Have a great day. Would have loved to quit my job to be there. Hashtag stupid responsibility. Now, here's what I'm going to ask of you, Gigantor. Uh-huh. First question, do you have a problem with anything he said? Secondly, do you think I have a problem with anything he said? I think I have a problem with what he said. Oh, you do? Which is the selling of the posters, which are exclusive. They're for the VIPs. Okay, but technically he wants, well, he didn't read the the post. Exactly. Which is fine. It is what it is. The information is there. So many times, for those of you that don't run an entity where lots of people read what you post, that sounds arrogant, but people just don't read anything you write with that has the information. Like whenever I put the schedule up for the events on Saturday, someone will say, what time's the fishing tournament? I'm like, well. It's in the fucking yeah. Take a look. Yeah, um, but that's not that big a deal. He's he wants to buy something from us to support the show, right? Which in essence is a good thing. We would agree, correct? But that still annoys you. It's just you read the caption, buddy. Okay, that that that's that's what annoys me most. And for your other question, I believe I've I've now known you long enough. Yes, and I've listened to you uh, for long enough. To, Why did you do the universal jack off sign when you said known? To to understand that. This is a comment that might get under Dukes' skin. Yeah, um, and I, I always like to bring this up because I don't know that I've heard anyone else ever complain about this. Uh, uh, Pete from Shining Soul Candle, I've, I've talked to about this whenever he puts up a show. When you put up, if you're trying to get people to attend something mm-hmm. or watch a webcast or send an email in or buy a shirt or, or whatever it is, uh, it happens a lot on Facebook. It happens a lot whenever there is an event page on Facebook where people say, hey, we're having this grand opening or we're having this concert or we're doing this fundraiser. The amount of people that will leave a comment that say, hey, this looks like fun. I'll be there is vastly in proportionate to the amount of people that will say, Wish I could be there. Not going to be able to make it out. Here's my list of bullshit reasons. Uh, kids, whatever. And it's always bullshit because there's always enough time to get out of whatever it is. Yeah. Like, um, I invited Othello out to this thing two and a half months ago, and he told me he wouldn't be able to make it. I'm like, you have plans two and a half months? Maybe he does. I don't know. Generally, it's generally I think people don't want to leave their house, um, which is fine. And I don't even have a problem with that. You know, not everybody's going to come out to your event or care about your thing. People generally care about themselves. What is in it that people need to make sure that they let you know they're not going to be at your event? And not only let you know, but let you know in a public forum. I've said this to a lot of people now that we run a small business here tour. It's like they'll say, hey, I can't get into my fucking account. Like they'll tweet it in. It's like, hey, DM, 
would be lovely. Here's a, the support email address. Like, we'll take care of that for you right now. Next time, if you don't mind, maybe you just shoot us a fucking email. Not say something publicly because we're a small business and that can in, impact. It. Oh, okay, sure, no problem, no problem, no problem. But I feel like this isn't that. I, I feel like there is something in people where they think they're doing something good by publicly letting you know, for whatever reason, that they're not attending your X, Y, and Z. What, what do you think that motivation is? I think it, in that phrasing, I believe it's to make them feel like they're important, that they're, you know, everyone would think that, oh, he's not going to be there, darn it. I think that that's the rationale for people that want to do it, that just say it blatantly. For this ex exact example, I think he's trying to rationalize it like, hey, I'm trying to get this. Is anyone going that can hook me up? Uh, so, but for, for the general standpoint, which I think you were just commenting on, I would say it's because they think that people would be, or they want people to be disappointed that they won't be there. They want people to be so when, but they do this. Like, let's say Blues Traveler is playing the State Theater. Okay, the, the people will say, "Oh, got the kids that night. Won't be able to make it out. Hope you have a great show." Mm -hmm. That helps nothing. All it does is show people that you're not coming. Um, I don't know if it makes the event seem less desirable, but it doesn't certainly doesn't make the event seem more desirable. Here, here's the problem that I have in my brain. I think a lot of people would look at this and just be like, "Oh, you know, that guy's a nice guy. He's tried to come out. He can't. He wanted a poster. He can't have it." Um, this guy clearly likes the show. He's clearly fucking a, a proponent of it. I need things to make sense. I, I, I would like for one, I, maybe it's, I grab one of these motherfuckers. A lot of women, a lot of women do this. If I grab, I don't want to go to grab a woman. If I send her a, a, a DM and I say, why did you post that? Like, why, what motivated you to publicly let everybody know you're not going to come to an event that this is not the Rolling Stones playing fucking Ford Field. You know, th this is not an event where it's going to be sold out. It's going to be packed through these tickets like, you know, one or two people coming out is good. Every single person matters. Um, it's just never made any sense to me. And, and, and much like the I can't give away prizes without people saying they don't want them or complaining or giving back or whatever. Like I, it feels I don't feel that it is very unique to me that people do this because I've seen them do it in other places. And I pointed it out to them that maybe that's not the best idea. But I don't see a lot of other people ever mentioning that this isn't a good thing when people go out of their way to say they're not coming. I think it's definitely something that you're uh, stickler is a weird word, but it's something that I've seen you uh, key in on uh, right. that people do. Uh, and if that's so me personally, so it's not going to get under my under my skin if it happens, but also it, it probably should because, as you said, this is a small business, and then if not everything can be perfect, so if there is something that, that goes wrong and you put it out there, then a, a random onlooker could say, oh, well, right. th th this place is not doing well, when you want to you at least present that things are always very operational, whereas sometimes things happen is not operational, you know? It, I'll give you an example mm -hmm. of my mindset. We do this thing. Uh, my my in laws. I, my, I love my in laws. My in laws are great. And they come over for Christmas to our house every year, which I love doing. I love hosting Christmas. I get all the monks' food. Like I get the big prime rib, and we do a big thing. We decorate up. Everybody dresses up. It's it's fun. I like it. It's because yeah. my you know I have no relationship with anyone in my family, so it's nice to have that as kind of an anchor during the holidays. Um, and they have a tradition. They call it the grab bag. I, my wife hates it when I bring this up. And uh, what it is is they everyone buys, like, shitty gifts. They buy, like, kind of garbagey gag gifts. And you put them all into the middle of the floor, and everyone gets down on their, their knees, which isn't fun. Um, and they put a big blanket over it. And there's a woman's grab bag and a men's grab bag. All right? So the women buy all the stuff for the men's grab bag and vice versa. Does that make sense? Yep. 
in the years past, before, of course, he got his second mother, uh, Hotman would come out to that, and he would always buy nice gifts, and he would throw them in the middle, and then I, I knew Hotman was buying decent gifts, so I'd always grab all of his. But basically what they do is they go three, two, one, they pull the fucking thing up, everybody grabs seven packages or whatever the math is, and then afterwards you can trade if you want. Now here's what happens. All the gifts are crappy, so nobody wants them. And then what happens afterwards is that you're sitting there for gifts that people have bought, and you're saying, well, I don't want this. Who wants this? Like, somebody give me something for this. So it's like it's overall kind of a negative thing. And also, it's incredibly wasteful because no one wants the shit. Half the shit gets thrown out immediately, and a lot of her relatives take the shit from the old grab bag the year before and bring it for next year's grab bag. Oh, boy. So I had a bit of a coup where I went around to a couple of people, and I said, hey, do we like the grab bag like i've got this other option that we can do that i've done with my radio show for a while where everyone brings like a 50 dollars gift you put it under the tree and then everyone that brings one just picks a different gift and it's something kind of nice and maybe you have a chance to dig it it's only one gift instead of buying a bunch of garbage and i got a lot of people that were like yeah i don't like doing this like this isn't what i want to do you know this is great if you can pull it off pull it off and uh, I got about halfway through the family, and my wife found out what I was doing, shut the whole thing down. Oh, <laughs> said, boy. It's her family. Like, I got to respect her. If, if she doesn't want me doing this with her family, like if it was mine. I, uh, but so we did the grab bag again this past year. And, you know, we buy nice stuff to put in there because I don't want it to go to waste. But it's just, it's just, it's trash and it's wasteful and it's just, it's a waste of money. But the reason why I kept going on is because people, no one says anything. Like, no one says a goddamn word. And that's why. I, when I used to go visit my dad, he would buy this big jug of blue cur curacao. Is that what it is? What's that sweet, fucking disgusting blue liquor? He, he he would buy this giant jug of it because when I was like 17 years old, there was one at the house when you would drink anything, and I drank the whole thing and puked the whole night. So he'd go, Chatty loves this. Chatty, this is Chatty's liquor. And so every time I went to visit him, he would buy this giant jug of this disgusting shit. And then... I was I was dumping it into the bonfire like I was I was figuring out different ways to dump it out every single time I went to visit him and I said this is stupid my dad is wasting seventy dollars I don't like this shit it's just a jack off session so I went to him and said stop buying the fucking shit dad I don't drink it I don't don't buy that shit anymore if you'd like to buy me something get me a bottle of Woodford Reserve give me a case of Miller Lite like that's that's what I'll have but I think most people just sit around and fucking say oh it'll hurt their feelings like I don't want to do it go all the way back around. If I tell this guy, who clearly means well, don't fucking do this. Like, don't go on. I think that I can help other people. You know, I think if he goes and he buys tickets to see a band, the bit where people go on and say, oh, I got two tickets. I'm not coming. Who wants them? And then, no, of course, nobody wants them. It's just so insulting. And it's just so fucking horrible to see if you're putting on the event. And I don't think these people mean ill will. I just think that nobody has ever taken the time to say, hey, man, this is kind of a shitty thing to do. It's the same as the big guy argument. You go up to a guy that isn't your size and call him big guy. It, they just it basically you might as well just be calling him fat. And I don't think people know that. And so that's why I always like to bring that up with people, not as to lecture them, but to let them know that that's happening. Does all, any of that make sense? It does. I think people get stuck in their ways if they if they really do believe in something. Also, they don't. No, 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 they get stuck in their ways because nobody has ever told them otherwise. That's also true. You understand? That, that, that's more true than my my point there. This liquor looks horrific. It's uh, awful. It, it, <laughs> and, and, and he would buy it for me in my 30s when I, I fucking I drank. One night when I was like 17 years old, we were drinking that, passing that shit around. Here's Chatty's liquor. This is the liquor Chatty likes. No, it isn't, old man. So I finally had to tell him, stop fucking buying it. I yeah. don't want it. 
Please stop buying that fucking shit. He used to go to Shoppers Food Warehouse and he'd have coupons. And whatever was there, he'd just buy shit like, Chatty needs food. He's a bachelor. And he would just give me all this horrible, like, gherkins and just shit that I didn't want. I would just be throwing it into the dumpster until one day I finally went to him and said, Dad, stop. Just please stop. I know you mean well, but it's just wasteful and you're wasting your money and you're wasting my time. So let's not fucking do this dance anymore. Right. That's not good for you. That's tough, especially with family or interpersonal stuff. If you're close with some people, I'm not there yet. It, right. it, I'll, I'll still, you know, I'll still accept grandma's sweater. Even if it's just going to sit in the box, I'll still do that. So Be that's like when Joe gives you the right. fucking, uh, yeah. the, the, but why don't you tell Joe, <laughs> Joe, I don't like black t-shirts. Stop giving me black t-shirts. Cause you clearly don't. So why don't you just say that to him? Well, I do like the Metalachi t-shirts for sure. But why don't you like the Who shirt that he gave you? Well, I don't know. It's just not uh, necessarily my style, but he gave me a gift. So but you I would keep not... lying to him about it. You've, I've watched you lie to him a hundred times where you say to him, oh, it's in the laundry. Oh, it's in my car. Oh, I just forgot about it. Like, that doesn't help anybody. That's true, but it's. It, I don't know if it would help for him to hear me say that's not a style of T-shirt that I would necessarily wear. Do you see what I say to people that when they come up here? All the time. Do you think I'm an asshole when I say, please don't bring bottles of yingling? No, you've been you've been through it before. You've seen the the how how it works. But then there, but but then a we're getting something that we'll use. Yeah, like if, if say well, this is exactly what we need, and then b they're getting what they wanted too. They want to do something nice and come up here and say X, Y, and Z, like that. That's here you go, and I got you exactly what you want, and it will be used. Right. I I just have not developed that gene yet. I think Joe has come with a lot of positive. I got two swords from Joe. I got a shirt from Joe that I like. He's been. I don't know. He's fed me breakfast for. Six months. The grandmother example is not a good one. The grandmother example is not a good one because your grandmother is at an advanced age, and if she's making you fucking something by hand or giving you something that she thinks you like, you gratefully accept that and say thank you. I'm talking about your peers, and I'm talking about people that are my age. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. Like, that's why my horror of a mother, why we don't speak, is because she, my whole life, she had this horrible relationship with her grandmother and would say to us over and over again, if I start... If I start acting this way, you have to tell me because no one would tell her. No one would tell our grandmother how mean she was. Mm -hmm. um, no one in the whole family would say anything. So she's just horrible, mean. Um, and so I would never, I never let my mom off the hook whenever she was doing something fucking crazy or lecturing me about white privilege or some shit. I'm like, mom, I don't want to fucking hear this right now. Like, I don't want to. This is not the relationship I want for us. So we don't, we don't speak anymore. And that's the other side of it, though. If you're too honest with somebody, then you can push them away. I'm talking about finding a happy medium where. This motherfucker who clearly loves the show say, "Hey man, do me a favor. If you want, shoot that in a DM so it's not publicly letting everybody know you're not coming." And also, right there in the fucking message, it says these are for VIPs. I think we, unfortunately, I think you're just gonna have to keep on spearheading this charge. Uh, is it worth it, or should, is it something that I should just swallow? You know, I like to swallow pizza. I think if it's worth it, that's that's if you if you bourbon. If, <laughs> I like to swallow both of those things. <laughs> do we have any pizza or bourbon? Uh, we got plenty of bourbon. Oh, do we? What time is it? If those... Fuck. If those what? If those run out, we still got the, the backup in the back. Oh, where is that bad boy? Is it? Have you removed it from its... No! Oh, it's I, you, you swear I'm hiding a two-gallon bottle of booze in the back. I found it when I was washing out a bowl back there. Drag it out and put it up here on the on the table, will you? Okay. I can yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to... Don't do it right now, mm -hmm. although the heat is on. <sighs> it's a bad bit. All right. Um, be honest. It might be too nitpicky. Be honest. I think I could take it in this exact instance. Bit too nitpicky. Okay, Mitt Nicky. Who's Mitt Nicky? I almost voted for him, but he got beat by Obama. 
All right, so let's do this. Um, <laughs> hey, we almost sold out of the tank tops. We got like 30 left. We got our pump tank tops in. Tor and I are getting, well, I get, I get the pump in. Tor talks about it. Correct. Um, <laughs> if you want your own Chad Duke show, pump got to have it, tank tops, please go to the shop on chaddukeshow.com or we have links on all of our social media if you'd like to check it. There's only 100 that are being made, and I think we've sold like uh, 68 of them, I think. So if we could get all 100 sold out by the end of the weekend, that would be splendiferous because we got plans for some workout wear. If you see me and you see my body type, you know that's what I'm all about is promoting a healthy lifestyle. Uh, what do we got this week for everybody, uh, Gigantor? This week. <laughs> This week oh, we Jesus had Christ. we had a, a pretty fun uh, beef in the NFL between two head coaches. Do we have any beef in here? I'm fucking starving. Oh, yeah. We got the marshmallows with the cookies. That is green. that is not beef. This is the worst kitchen in radio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we have that that uh, between Vic Fangio and uh, oh that was fun. Yeah. 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 I don't think we were on, we were on the same page on that one. I don't know that we were. I think we were because he was talking all that shit yeah, about the, the uh, them running the football at the end of the game, right? Yeah, and Fangio looked like a, a weenie at the end of it. A weenie, Ooh, harsh language. Oh, Hope there's no children's listening. And what else? What else do we have? Uh, you had a uh, a guest appearance in your house from an unwanted animal. Oh my god, there was a snake. There was a snake in Oakton Farms, or whatever the name of my house is. <laughs> it was fucking horrifying. Dick Smokin doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. I feel very comfortable saying all that. Also, that man's a coward. You're saying? And then uh, Shoot got himself a, a, a new cut. A new cut? A new cut, haircut. Oh, I thought you were talking about the profit margins for the show. No. no, no, you're not getting a cut. That's all I know about you. I may get a cut, but you're not getting a cut. That's for sure. All right, cool. We'll be back after you have all of this fine hijinks and jocularity on the Chad Duke Show. Hey, everyone. If you haven't become a Facebook supporter of the Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the supporter hub tab. It's $5 a month. You'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night hoot nannies. Friendos, it's Big Shoot for Joe Azer. He's the best. You need to buy or sell a home in Northern Virginia. He's the only guy you should be calling and doing it for 15 years. Whatever specific goal you may have, if you're thinking about selling right now, you got to call Joe. He will sell your house for a flat 1% fee. Not only that, he'll cover your seller home warranty too. You don't know what a seller home warranty is? Well, then you need to call Joe Azer. He can explain it all, make it easy for you. Why pay 3% to a listing agent when you can pay 1% and get the best one in the business? Get better service than you would for 3%. I got listeners left and right telling me, good Lord, Joe Azer listed my house, uh, and I got more than I asked for it. It's just a no-brainer. Don't be like Hot Man Ted. Not all agents are equal. Make sure you talk to Joe, even if it's only for a second or third opinion, whatever it is. The guy's a mensch, and clearly he has great taste in podcasts. 571-989-AZER is the phone number. 571-989-2937. Call Joe Azer today and tell him Chad Duke sent you. This October 9th, we will be at Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia for our inaugural annual Chad Duke Show Fish Fry and Sasquatch Hunt featuring Headlock Gaming's Mortal Kombat Tournament, the first ever Chad Duke Show Bass Fishing Tournament, the return of the Chad Duke Show Wiffle Ball Invitational, Mr. Kenny Kidd DJing after the live podcast, we got raffles and much, much more. So make sure to clear your schedule for Saturday, October 9th at Flying Ace Farm. Tor, before we get to Ash Shoot, I've been wanting to talk about this since Monday, so let's talk about it. Uh, set up this story. Help me help me out here. You're a big sports fan. Uh, so Vic, is it Vic Fangio? Yes. He is the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and he worked with John Harbaugh, and I believe with Jim Harbaugh as well. Worked with both Harbaugh brothers. 
Um, John Harbaugh is the coach, longtime coach of the Baltimore Ravens, dear boy. And uh, they played this past weekend. And the Ravens were uh, up a, a couple of scores, I believe. And at the end of the game, with the game secured, instead of taking a knee, they ran Lamar Jackson, um, which I have some thoughts on right there. But because there is this record that I was unaware of, and then from what I saw from most analysts, they were unaware of, for consecutive 100-yard rushing games. And the Ravens have this record right now, correct? Yeah, they're tied with the Steelers at 43, I believe, after this game. Okay, so they want to beat that record. Yes. So they ran the football so they could get to 100 yards. Yes, in garbage time when most teams would just take a knee. Also, with your fucking quarterback that had a back injury that week. And by the way, is, is Lamar Jackson practiced this year with the COVID and all the injuries that he has? I don't know why you wouldn't run a pitch or try to fuck a dive. I don't know. What did they need? One yard? I don't even know how much they needed. But they ran their quarterback who's been hurt, who, by the way, runs way too much anyway and is going to get hurt, who doesn't have a deal yet and is playing without a deal. If I was him, maybe I'd question that fucking play call. But anyway, they pick up the fucking whatever they needed and the, the streak remained what it was. So they go to the coach of the Broncos after the game and they ask him uh, what he thought about that. And I believe Tor has pulled the audio. Yep. Did you have a problem with the last play that Baltimore ran? And- yeah, I thought it was kind of bullshit, but I expected it from them. You know, I've 37 years in pro ball, I've never seen anything like that. So, but it was to be expected, and we expected it. Why did you expect it from them? Because I just know how they operate. You know, they, that's just their. Uh, you know, mode of operation there. Player safety is secondary. A couple of things here. Um, I agree with him about the Ravens. The, the Ravens, they're, they come off as a scummy, dirty organization, in my opinion. They do things the right way. They're always good. They're always competitive. But they're arrogant, you know, pelvic thrusting fucking. I just, I don't like, If if you told me a team did this, I probably would have five or six teams that I would guess did it. The Raiders would be on that. The Eagles would be on that. And the Ravens would be on that. So yeah. I, I, understand, I kind of understand what he's saying there. Um, saying that he's never seen anything like that. Who was the fucking dummy? Was it Larry Hughes? Who was? No, no. It was. Um, who was the fucking dumb dumb for Ricky Davis? Do you remember what he did when he wanted a triple double? So he was down there like missing shots so he could get his own rebounds. Yeah, he he got a defensive rebound and then. Hit it again. On yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't believe you, that it even worked. I don't think you're allowed to do that. But um, I've I've seen players do this. Like I, I've seen guys uh, last playoffs. Remember, Antonio Brown was uh, at the end of the season. He had some sort of marker that he needed to hit to trigger a bonus in his contract. So Tom Brady was just like throwing him shit passes for a series, so right. he could, so he could hit that. This this happens. It doesn't happen a lot. But, you know, you, you've seen guys, oh, we want to get him to this record. Like, I remember Brett Favre, I believe Brett Favre took a dive to get Michael Strahan the sack record in a season. Yeah, Strahan was actually upset about it, I think. Yeah. Um, so I don't, that part I don't, that's not true. He's not being honest. Secondly, even if he's right, which he's probably right, right? Like, it's kind of a weird, it's a weird fucking stat. Also, your quarterback has a back injury. Also, you know, you've already won the game. It's it's not in the best sportsmanship. But even if you're right, 
it always is going to look like you're bitching because you lost. It always is going to look like you're upset because you lost. And you did. And I go, I'll go back to the stupid trope of you don't, you don't want T.O. to dance. Keep him out of the fucking end zone. You had four quarters to stop them from running the football. I mean, right. you, you had four quarters to make sure you weren't down two scores. That's an undefeated football team, I believe, going in to that game in the Denver Broncos. So, like, to sit there at the end of it and then also to play the player safety guard. Oh, you don't care about player safety. Well, dude, I mean – if you cared about player sa- safety to that degree, I mean, when do you start taking the knee? I mean, when do you tell players, hey, don't get the first down, run out of bounds because I'm worried about your hips? Like, as far as competition goes, you got 60 minutes, you know? Like, your, your safety is going to be at risk for those 60 minutes. That's what you signed up for. That's why the checks are so nice. Um, I like the idea of him shitting on the Ravens. The Ravens are shitheads, and they're dickheads for going after that record. But I also think that it's kind of it's a little pussy fucking it just doesn't seem like it is in the essence of what professional football is. What what did you think of those comments? Well, I, I you're not we were always uh, scolded if we tried to fight after a game because you because we lost or were angry about something right. when you had the whole game to fight. Like, where's that energy now? Sure. And then uh, I also I mean, Harbaugh had a pretty uh, uh, smart comeback also. To, to he made a game. great point. Do you want to play that? Yeah, yeah this is that. John Harbaugh, I guess. And I guess he was kind of blindsided by this, right? Because, again, these guys have worked together. They worked together for a long time. And I, it sounds like John Harbaugh believed they had a good relationship. But here's uh, here's him getting asked about those comments. I mean, I thought we were on good terms. We had a nice chat before the game. Uh, known each other for a long time. But I promise you, I'm not going to give that insult one second thought. That's uh, what's meaningful. What's meaningful to us might not be meaningful to them. Their concerns are definitely not our concerns. We didn't expect to get the ball back, you know, but I'd already decided we decided that if we got the ball back, we were going to try to get the yards and we got it back with three seconds left. So you're throwing the ball in the end zone with 10 seconds left. I don't know that there's a 16 point touchdown that's going to be possible right there. So, you know, that didn't have anything to do with winning the game. So, like I said, what's meaningful to us might not be meaningful to them, and we're not going to concern ourselves with that. I actually don't have any problem with that response at all. Right. Um, I mean, also, they got a weird relationship. I mean, there was that uh, that play where they iced the fucking Chiefs earlier in the season. Remember that tour where Harbaugh goes, Lamar, do you want to go for it? And he says, yeah. He says, all right, let's go. You know, right. I just think that they have a – they kind of do things differently. And I think it's a valid point. You've lost the game. There's no way you can win – why are you throwing the ball out of the end zone? Now, my response to that would be, if I'm coaching a football team, we're trying to win the whole game. I, I don't care how many points we're down uh, or how many points we're up for that matter. Like, we're going to try to go out there for 60 minutes and win a football game, and that's the message that I want to convey to my guys. Um, but I think his argument, so if you're going to bitch and moan about them, you know, trying to pick up three yards for their record, like, why are you out there throwing the ball in a hopeless situation? Right. I think Fangio thought that he was getting shown up by Baltimore, you know, because everybody just goes out there, takes the knee, ends the game, everyone shakes hands and have a, has a good time. But if you really do want that record that close, I mean, who cares? I mean, people are upset when uh, Peyton got benched in Indianapolis when they were 15-0, and when they ended up being 15-1 and, and they lost the perfect season. I Peyton could have gotten hurt. Got, gotten hurt. Right. It could have been a, an entire messy situation. So I guess it truly is different teams operate under different uh, standards of priorities. And if they really didn't want a record, beat Pittsburgh uh, and, and beat their record, then we'll see what they do this next week if they get the 100 yards. Who's right here? Uh, Harbaugh's right. Fangio is being a, a, a little baby. You, know? you think? I think he... 
It's silly what the Ravens did because you had a hundred yards. Uh, uh, you know, you had four quarters to gain the hundred yards, but also Fangio, you had four quarters to stop them from getting a hundred yards. I don't think you. He, he could believe this. I don't think it does him any good to say it. I, I really don't think that it does, and I don't think it comes off looking as anything but sour grapes when you're in that spot. He probably was pissed, and, and it's it's why I don't think. It's Rogan stopped interviewing the guys that lost the fights inside the octagon. I, it's the only fucking. I don't like the deal where guys they go they fit. This is different than baseball. You lose a fucking baseball game. You're standing for fucking three hours doing nothing. That's baseball. Basketball, you know, a lot of cardiovascular. Your heart rate got up. You're running back and forth. Football, you're beating the shit out of each other. When you're fighting, you're beating the shit out of each other. That's a very fucking primal thing and it's not just oh i didn't put the fucking ball in the hoop as many times i got beat up like i got beat up by another dude and by the way if this is the way things were i'd now be dead and he'd be there with my fucking family taking over my group or whatever that it is it touches something weird in our brains when you lose physically like that and i, and I think sticking microphones in guys faces right afterwards now he's a coach for the same reason why we said urban meyer shouldn't be out fucking you know with the shorties it's like hey man there's more at stake here because you also have to be the guy that's above it all for for your team it's it's good for your team you, you're the coach can't be a distraction as he said a hundred times so there's a little bit different there but i just don't like sticking a fucking mic in somebody's face right after they lost something like that because they're gonna respond probably differently they would even three hours from then right uh, but i Entertainment wise, I love this. I just I, I, oh sure I, because it's just two coaches and you, you get a little something from it. It's not just the standard coach. Except talk. they're not going to play again for you know no, this I, year. I know, but it, it's still fun. And everyone else in the every other coach, we just hear about Sean McVay and his glowing smile. We hear that he's very handsome. Yes, and <laughs> big pecs with the pretty pretty girlfriend too. All that very attractive everyone girlfriend. Likes to talk about that. I don't like. covet, don't covet, Torres. You be, be better than coveting. Um, and I also like whenever. Whenever it's not a platitude, whenever it's not Belichickian, and someone actually lets us see how they feel and like lets us in a little bit and lets us show, oh, yeah, you are human. And oh, you are. And by the way, all we do as fans is, what do we talk about yesterday? People, why are you out to dinner? Why aren't you taking this win more fucking, this loss yeah. more seriously? Well, he's taking it pretty fucking seriously, you know? You know, that, if you want, we're constantly wanting these guys to care as much as we do. Well, that guy seems to care as much uh, as we do as fans. So. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, I have no problem with it at all. But again, I just like I wouldn't have mentioned Trevor Lawrence's name if I'm talking about me going out there with the with the fucking skis or shaking her sweet uh, sweet ass. <laughs> right. On my dick and balls. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. Hey everybody, it's Tor, and I'd like to spend a quick moment telling you all about Manscaped. I would also like to thank everybody who's used the code DUKES for 20% off and free shipping, but that code is not just a one-time code. You can use it endlessly for 20% off and free shipping, whether you want a razor, a nose hair trimmer, whether you want... Uh, colognes, if you want ball exfoliators, ball deodorants, ball conditioners, they have it all. So if you feel like you could be grooming yourself a hair better, or if you're looking to explore many of the other Manscaped products, you can head to manscaped.com and use the Dukes code, D-U-K-E-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Additionally, did you all know that an independent study has shown that 96% of partners think bad grooming is a major turnoff? 
Another independent study showed that 85% of partners prefer a man who is groomed below the waist. The numbers don't lie. So listen to your significant other, or if you're uh, single like your boy, then you're going to be wanting to present yourself in the best way possible, and I do that by using Manscaped. I use it whenever I'm about to have a date, go out to the bars. I make sure that I am properly groomed up so that when I go out, I'm at my highest confidence level. You guys might be saying, Tor, you don't have much. Well, it still is a little bit of a boost when I'm going out there. I feel like you always want to put the best foot forward, and that's what I do by using Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids, make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. Just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music for the official link to your new favorite playlist. Last night, we had an event at the uh, at the Duke's household. So we're wrapping up. Um, I think Dick Smokehan was over. By the way, I don't know how that happened. Um, I think Joe was still there. Ant was still there. Like, people had made, like, my brother had already left and uh, fucking... Um, Hot Man Ted had already left. Like we had, a, we kind of have like an evolving group over on Sundays to watch football at my house. So it's uh, right around, I'd say, the first second quarter of the eight o'clock game, and people are kind of like getting ready to leave. Where uh, we hear some um, noises coming from the bathroom. Uh, not those type of noises, by the way. Uh, my wife uh, sticks her head out the window and seems to be very panicked, and she says, "There's a snake. There's a snake in the house." We've never had a snake in the house, mm-hmm. ever, um, which I know is a rare thing for Tor. Tor has snakes. I, I swear to God, they have timeshares in his house. Um, D- Dick Smokehan goes inside. The big forest fucking ranger. Uh, Ant-Man goes inside. And everyone's a snake expert. Oh, yeah, I see that snake. That's a brown. Oh, it's no big deal. It's just a tiny snake. Hey, don't even worry about it. Uh, nobody grabs the snake. Nobody fucking is able to corner the snake. Everybody comes back outside, but everybody's acting like, oh, I know everything about snakes. You don't even worry about that. You go ahead and leave the snake. Uh, Dick goes, oh, that's just a brown forest snake. They're not venomous. Don't even worry about it. You think it was? It wasn't. Um, I don't believe there's a snake, okay, at first, because my wife's hysterical. Uh, All women are. And uh, (laughs) Dick's a liar, and Ant-Man's a liar. So they all go in there. I walk in. There's there's no snake. Um, So I'm like, all right, well. We can call a snake handler tomorrow. Like, I don't know. Who do you call? Like, a fucking snake person? Like, I, if I see the snake, I'll chop its head off with a putty knife. Like, that's what my dad always did was he t- took a putty knife and thwack, walk it right off. He'd throw it back out in the woods. Yeah. Um, We're sitting down. We're watching the football game. I'm not really paying much attention. I hear another shriek. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah! That's exactly how it goes. Uh-huh. Apparently, the snake had left the bathroom where it was, and it had skeetered over to the baseboards in the corner of my den. We have baseboard heating. I don't like it. Don't ask me why. It was there when we got there. I'd like it to go away. Uh, But my wife says, he's under the baseboard. He's under the baseboard. I walk over there. Don't see a snake. Are you fucking with me? Like, I feel like I would have seen the snake by now. It's huge. It's got to be three feet long. It's fucking this snake. It was coiled up, and now it's over there. I can see it. Look, I'll, you can see its skin under the baseboard. If I hold the flashlight, I don't see anything. So I jam a magazine under one side of the baseboard, and I jam a magazine under the other side of the baseboard. So basically, where she saw the snake go, it is now cornered. It has to stay under the baseboard, if it is indeed there. I go to my barbecue tools, and I get a pair of tongs. 
and I bring the tongs out and I say, all right, well, let's get the snake out. You know, we'll get it out. Uh, and then I'll throw them out the back door and it'll be fine. We start moving the, the, the magazines around. I'm stacking the tongs under nothing. No snake. Mm. So my wife's like, it's under there. I can see it. I can see its eyes. And I'm like, well, I don't see it. So I'm going to go sit down. I go over and I start Googling 24-hour snake removal services. Because it's not that I'm worried about the snake. It's not even that I, if I'm not willing to get the snake out of there. I've, you know, handled snakes in my life. Not, not like snake handling. I've chopped the heads off snakes with sticks and things and yeah. thrown them out the back door of townhouses I was renting. It's not that big a deal. And I'm not for killing. I'm not like Tor. I don't want to have sex with the snake's face. I don't want to mangle it in front of my in front of children. Like I, if I could, if I had a bag that I could put the snake in and then throw in the neighbor's yard, I would do it. But I, I don't have those tools at my disposal. Like I don't, I don't have the equipment for the job. So there's all these services. It's a 24-hour snake removal, right? So I start calling them. Yeah. Because I'm like, this fucking thing is not going to be there in the morning. It's going to be somewhere else in the house. It, I'm not going to be able to live because my wife is. She's freaking out. Like, remember, she freaks out about everything all the time. But, like, she's freaking out at a level I know that there's, there's going to be no peace. And we had this one problem, I would say, about a year and a half into our relationship, where she would sit straight up in bed and scream, there's a snake on the wall. This is in the middle of the night. Just sit up. There's a snake on the wall. And I'm like, so then I'm jumping up, and I'm fucking turning the lights on. I'm like looking around. Hoo-ha-hee, and there's there's never a snake on the wall. She was having a fucking nightmare. She got yeah. a thing with snakes. So I know that I'm I'm in I'm in line for there's a snake on the wall dreams for the next three weeks if we don't figure this thing out. Call four of these places. None of them will come out. I get a guy on the phone. Oh, we got 15 calls tonight. We're getting snakes out of everybody's house. We don't have time. I'm like, well, it says 24-hour snake removal on your fucking thing. Like, maybe you ought to take that down. Because clearly you're not going to come out and get rid of the snake. Right. Messaging service for another place forwarded to it. They don't call back. Get another guy on the phone. He says, ah, call back in two hours. It's 1130 at night. I'm like, I'm not calling you back in two hours, brother. Um, I put something up on my Facebook page where I said, hey, there's a snake in the fucking house. Does anybody know anybody that can get a fucking snake out of a house 24 hours a day? And generally that doesn't work. Generally, I got. Why don't you guess how many call tour fucking comments I got last night? Must have been a hundred million. None of them were helpful. Um, nobody's funny, but that's that's just what they do. I appreciate you listening. I don't want to attack you, but it's just you're never funny and you're never helpful when you do that stuff, especially in a in a real moment. So somebody tagged me to a. It wasn't. Um, it was a con- conservatory. What's the word I'm looking for? It might be conservatory. Is that what it's called? I have no idea. I'm going to pull it up here. The, the internet's not working, but just so you know, at least it's not working for me. Um, I put up a little post that said, does anyone know of a place? Oh, it's Facebook. Facebook's not working. So I get tagged to this place, and they're a rescue organization. They're like a snake rescue organization, which I didn't know existed, and I'm not sure should exist. Um, but they started Facebook messaging me back. And it was a lady that I guess was getting ready to go to bed. And she said, "Where do you have the snake cornered? Like, is it up under the bed? She wanted to know all the details. She said, all right, I live in Woodbridge. I'll be over in 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. So then it, it's a lady, first of all. And then I see another message pop up. And I guess all the members of this organization use the same. See if you can pull up the name at least, Tor. Um, yeah, it's K2 Wildlife Encounters. That's it. Okay. I don't even know what that is. But they... I see another chat pop up where it's a guy and he's in the chat too saying, Hey, I'm going to come over with, you know, we'll get the snake out. No big deal. They show up. I'm not kidding you. Like <laughs> 20 minutes later, 
They have a stick, you know, some sort of snake stick. Yeah. But they walk in, and uh, she goes, you know, you can just pop apart this uh, baseboard heater, right? I'm like, no. I, I hate it. I've never done anything with it. Pops it all off. Her and the dude get right in there. They're like, oh, it's a garter snake. No big deal. Just a little garter snake. I'm like, oh, well, Dick told me it was a completely different snake because he's a liar and he doesn't know anything. Um, stick, stick the hand right in, grabs the son of a bitch, pulls him right out, and he's just like coiling around the hand, coiling around the arm, and he's like, oh, they're spraying us. These snakes stink. Like, they fucking spray you whenever you pick them up. They st- I don't smell anything. Um, and so, like, he's telling me about snakes and how they get into the house, and he's like, do you ever leave this back door open? I'm like, yeah, all day. <laughs> All day I left the back door open because we're drunk and everyone's watching football. He's like, well, that's how the snake got in. He goes, do you have snakes anywhere else in the house? I go, no. He goes, he probably got in today. I wouldn't worry about it. And they showed me like pictures of, I guess there's this poisonous snake that lives in Virginia that is everywhere that is showing up in everyone's house, which is horrifying. Um, it's got Hershey's Kisses on its back. That is the the design. So if you see a snake that has scales on it that look like Hershey's Kisses, don't pick it up because it can kill you. Um, they're just in Virginia, I suppose. Um, but as they're telling me all this, the snake is literally like crawling up her arm and just crawling around and all this shit. And I think they thought I was scared. Like they thought that we were scared of the snake. My wife was scared of the snake, but I was like, I don't know. I'm fine with the snake. I don't like the unknown. I don't like going to bed and thinking, Jesus titty, this thing's going to be slithering up the fuck. I'm going to pull up my water pick in the morning and it's going to be coiled up in the fucking bottom of it. That was the problem. It's not the fact that it was a snake. It's the fact that I don't know where the snake is going to be the next time we come back downstairs. But they got it out of there. It was very fucking impressive. And then um, they didn't kill it, which I, you know, I think snakes are good. I think they eat mice and shit. Like they eat stuff you don't want. And I'm all for snakes existing, just not in my home. And so she's like, well, we're supposed to let it loose somewhere on the property. I'm like, well, what if I give you $500? She's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, what if I give you $500? And then you can take the snake away. She's like, well, we could release it, blah, 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 blah. So I put out my checkbook and I fucking said, here. She's like, well, this is not how much it costs. I was like, take it. <laughs> take this fucking check. Make sure that snake goes away. Uh, but I guess the snake lives and that's what their job is. Is like they go in and make sure that people aren't chopping the heads off the snakes because they're part of the ecosystem or whatever. But they know everything about snakes. They go into people's houses and wrangle snakes all the time. So I said, look, I host a podcast with a guy that has sex with snakes. Like, would you fucking maybe you could come in next week and talk about snake wrangling? <laughs> And Tor, Tor I, I, I texted Tor about this. And I said, hey, I think we're going to have some snake wranglers. And he's like, holy fucking shit. He's like, see if they need any more snake wranglers. I'm going to be a snake wrangler. You were very excited. I was, but I, I think our methods of removing snakes are a little bit different. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're going to go in there with golf spikes. That's what, that's what fucking Tor said. He said, don't worry about it, Dukes. I'll show up with my boots tomorrow morning and I'll stomp it to death. And I was like... <laughs> It's under the baseboard. You can't stomp the snake to death. He's like, you haven't seen these boots. I'll stomp the shit out of that snake. If I step on a snake with those boots, nothing's I, getting out. You, I don't think you understand how snakes work. That's generally not how they're not just out in the open waiting to get stomped on is the issue. I agree. They, they had the snake stick. I don't have a snake stick. You know, we should probably get you a snake stick. <laughs> I mean, of all one. people on the fucking planet. <laughs> so, right? hey, you know what? Actually, maybe I do have a, This is my snake stick. Oh, that's right a here. sword. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're going to chop up the snake. How dare you? Google snake stick. Oh, and then the Rev the Rev Payton actually messaged me. He's like, hey, man, all you need to do is get a wet dry vac. You just hold the thing down there. It sucks it right up. <laughs> I was like, Rev, you got to be fucking with me. He goes, no, nah, man, I suck up snakes all the time. Oh, holy shit, is that funny? It was fucking, dude, I was laughing for 10 minutes after he said that shit. I just pictured Rev Payton like running around his cabin with a wet dry vac, fucking sucking up snakes. <laughs> 
He goes, then I'll take him. I'll just empty the drum out on the property. I'm like, all right, Rev. That sounds fucking great. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies. How come you haven't asked me about it? Um, We talked a little bit about it last night. Did we? I believe, yeah. We had a couple texts back and forth. Right, but that wasn't on the show. So, uh... <laughs> So shoot, something looks different about you. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, cut all my hair off. Cut all the, I had the, uh, what the, I believe the kids called it the, uh, is it called an undercut? Is that oh, think what it was? Okay. You don't know that? On your, on your last, on your last cut? Well, yeah, the one where it was shaved up the size, but the top was kind of long. Yeah. It was kind of like a, a Highlander look. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, last night, I've been thinking about it for a minute or two, Electric Boogaloo, uh, you can't tell by looking at me, but I've been exercising now for almost three months, I think. And uh, hair's gross when you're going to the gym. It just isn't. I think there's a reason why. Remember, I don't. Have you seen Fight Club? Uh, I have not seen Fight Club. No. Man, every single fucking time. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, no, that's terrible. That's just awful. You haven't seen Fight Club, bro. No, I know. I know it's a big bro dog movie, too, and I just haven't. It's a big bro dog movie? Yeah. Well, it's pro-masculinity, which probably is why you think that. I mean, if you go back now, like, everyone loved uh, Fight Club forever, and now that, you know, we all have to hate men and everything men do, unless women are doing it. If women are doing the things men do, then it's awesome and badass. Count how many times you see badass, by the way, written about someone that isn't a dude. Um, Now we have to hate the movie, but it's, uh, you know, fabulous, and uh, everyone loves it. There's a scene in please watch Fight Club. Like what is it? What the fuck? The fact that I have to say that bums me out. But like, will you do it? You think you'll check it out? Yeah, I'll watch that one. You've been pretty good about you know watching some of these films. It's great. You'll like. Do you know the twist? Uh, I don't know the twist. No. Well, that's even better. So watch it as soon as you can, so somebody doesn't ruin the twist for you. Well, it's Brad Pitt with a shaved head, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's always one of the reasons why I've always shaved my head is I watch Fight Club and I'm like, well, look how good he looks with a shaved head. I'll look the same way. <laughs> And then I shave my head and I look like fucking some, you know, hills have eyes extra, just fucking loping down a hill to rape and pillage. Um, with the big fucking sickles in my head. I get one of those type of deals, you know. Um, Butterbean is kind of who I look like with a shaved head. Okay. Like, you know who Butterbean is? I know who Butterbean okay, is. Okay, yeah, that's who I look like. Minus the skill. Um, so the bit with the thing is the bit and the guy. Uh, there's a scene in fight club where he says fight club was the reason why you kept your hair short and you trimmed your nails and it's because it was practical like you have a reason that's why when you see a fucking fighter go into the octagon if they have long hair generally they cornrow that shit up um and if they don't there's a guy named kj noons i'll never forget it i was watching him fight in elite xc and he had a haircut where the hair was just long enough to be in his eyes. So the entire fight, he's pushing the hair out of his face. He lost the fight. Of course. Clearly. Silly. Um, not saying that I'm in fight club, clearly, but um, I, I wasn't doing anything athletic for many, many, many years. So having long hair, and I see there are people, Roman Reigns has long hair. I mean, you can fucking do it. Right. But for me, you know, um, I was going to the gym and I was sweating and then I was, you know, I was a wash your hair every other day type of guy pretty much my whole life. I think I read an article somewhere that said that's the way you're supposed to do it, but it's getting gross. You know, the hair was long and it was sweaty and like I would feel, I just hate the feeling of it. 
And I was just like, fucking, let's let's just let's get rid of this. So instead of having our buddy Steve the Barber come up here, which I probably should have. Wesley the Barber. Steve Steve the Barber. Uh, Steve the Bear. Um, Wesley the Barber, who was, I believe, supposed to be up here today. <laughs> probably could have just got a normal haircut. What I did was I freaked out and I uh, <laughs> I freaked out last night, as I, I tend to do when I'm at home alone. Well, I, I freaked out, Tor. I went to the so here's what I did. I've got to figure out a way where I can get home closer to when my wife gets home. Because if I'm just at home left to my own devices, it's never good. It's just never good. Like, I get angry and depressed. Like, I was stomping around the house. Like, I just, it doesn't work. So, um, I, I finished up here yesterday and I went to the gymnasium for the first time this week, by the way, if anybody thinks I'm killing it. And uh, then I went to Harris Teeter and I did my uh, my weekly patrols to look for all the new things. And then I got home and the dog wasn't there either. The dog was at daycare. It's never good for me. Never good. And so uh, I just started to freak out and I saw the box with the um, what is the nut hair trimmer that you do? The uh, Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> I saw the Manscaped. What is the one I have? I have the nice one. You have the 4.0. That's a nice piece of machinery right yeah. there. So I uh, <laughs> tried it out last night. I uh, unboxed it and I plugged it in. It's got a nice little uh, cradle charger. I don't mm -hmm. know why I love cradle chargers. Uh, and it charged up real quick. And I just went right out on the deck. And went, <laughs> there's fucking hair flying everywhere all over the fucking place. <laughs> it was just all over. I looked down. There's a giant pile of fucking hair. And then I kind of felt bad because I posted a picture of the uh, my ponytail that I had uh, chopped off. Uh -huh. And uh, someone said, did you donate that to Locks of Love? And I was like, oh, no. And then I went outside and I saw that it was just sitting in the mulch so uh i probably should have done that bit i will be the first to admit that maybe i'll throw a couple of shekels in their direction instead to try to make up for it um so i'm i'm, I'm feeling like i i'm feeling kind of weird about it because i've been growing my hair out for a couple years now actually yeah. it's been a long time but i never did anything with it you know i just walked around looking not adult like uh and then i fucking walk out i take the trash out i walk back in i'm gonna bring my phone goes off my wife's like, did you cut your hair? And I was like, what? Said, did you cut your hair? I was like, how the fuck? How the fuck? And I guess she's such a snoop. Like, God, thank God I don't want to have adultery. Thank God I've never cheated. I never will cheat. I got ladies. I love you to death. You don't got nothing I want. I swear <laughs> to fucking God. You, I mean, I'll be, I'll talk to you. Like, we can... Be nice to each other. You never have to worry about me having two fucking drinks and then just swiping at your genitals. It ain't ever going to fucking happen. You'll never see me in an Urban Meyer situation. I know that's a dumb thing to say, but like because you should knock on wood. You just ain't. It ain't ever going to happen. It's I, I'm not motivated by it. I will happily jerk off before I will do that. Um, What was I going to say? Oh. She's fucking, she's Inspector Gadget, bro. Like, she's fucking Big Brother 1984. Anything I fucking do, she knows. Like, if I sneak a fucking cauliflower crust pizza, she knows that I've had it. Yeah. I, if I have a beer, like, I can take the fucking beer cans out to the fucking recycling before she goes to bed, put, like, newspapers on top of them. She'll still know I drank the night before. I have no fucking idea how. She's just, she's incredibly resourceful that way. Like, when I'm sitting in the shop, She'll know what I've sold. Like, she'll just call me and say, all right, we're that candle. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you've already checked the fucking software. <laughs> so what I forgot was I took the trash out. Mm -hmm. So she saw me walk out the front door. I had a hat on. I had this hat on. But there wasn't a ponytail hanging out the fucking oh. back like there has been for the past fucking two years. So she must have seen that. You see how you can't see it about the back? Through, 
Was that through like a ring camera or something? Yes, we have a fucking ring camera. So, so the second I walk out, she knows it's me. She's checking on me. And then she sees the fact that I don't have a ponytail hanging out the back of my fucking... She called me five seconds later. And this is like at dusk? Yes. That's impossible. Dude, she's a sleuth. Like, who's the fucking dude that killed his girlfriend? She should go with Dog the oh, Bounty yeah. Hunter. She'll have that fucking guy. She'll have that guy hemmed up in about probably 48 hours, I would say. There is no adulterer like Monk and fucking Jester. They couldn't live my life, man. You know what I mean? They get caught so fucking quick with as much as they're dirty dicking around town. Anyway, that's it. There's no big fucking story. I just got caught off my fucking hair. So um, I don't know how many of you are watching anyway. So. If you see me on, and I, the problem is now, Tor, it's kind of in that skinhead phase. You know what I mean? Like it's real short right now. Yeah. But I do, I do think it looks better. Like I don't, I don't ever thought my long hair looked good. I just like having long hair. Um, but, but basically, what it means now is when I go to the fucking gym, it will be easier, and I need everything to be easier when I go to exercise. You got a better head shape all around than I thought you would, you were gonna. You thought have. I had a dumb head? Oh, I didn't know because you had it up up on top, so I right. didn't know how because. How, I've been uh, noted by by equipment managers to have an odd shaped head. You do, yeah. So, <laughs> so a strange head. You, you got a pretty uh, normal head. Yeah, <laughs> I'm lucky that way. Um, I've got a pretty. I mean, it's an enormous head. Like I wear a fucking on a good day. Now that I've shaved my head, I'm a seven and seven eighths. Oh, okay. That's how big my fucking head is. Uh, with hair, I am a goddamn eight, and every inch of it is disgusting. Um, but, like, the deal now is that I've got all the bald guys in the audience. They're like, oh, you finally succumbed to bald? I'm like, no. No, I've got enough hair to fucking choke a goddamn donkey. So then the bald guys get mad at me. Like, why the fuck would you shave your head? I'm like, dude, first of all, it's going to grow back. Right. Secondly, I'm not hung up on it. Like, if my hair fucking, I mean, I'm glad I have hair. I'd rather have it than not. But everyone was always like, oh, I just wish... So badly I have hair. Like, fuck off. Who cares? Unless you have an odd, like there's a bunch of bald guys that just, they really could use hair. Yeah. But if you got like a fucking normal looking head, you actually have a built-in excuse to not, I, there's bald guys that go to that standard barbershop all the fucking time. Like to get whatever that is on the side, that close crop shit worked up. I'm like, fuck right. it, dude. You got a pass now. Your wife can't ever give you shit. Nobody can give you shit. You just get that head blade and fucking take care of it. To me, it's just another excuse to be lazy. I think I don't uh, need many more baldness. I had, I had a teammate that went bald pretty early. Baldness. Uh, everyone was pushing for it. Then he went bald. He looked better. They always look better when you beard. stop grasping. Yeah. Drab always looked better. Drab would always like say, "I'm going to grow my hair out one last time." All it did was show how bald he was right. whenever he did it. When he shaved it off, he just looked like an athlete. Lots of athletes shave their fucking head. When you if you have that just receding hairline, everyone's telling you you're going to look. Good, gonna look better. You got a big beard. You're a big guy. Shaved it off. Completely different person. I tell you what, getting all the bitches, everything. That's the best thing that's ever happened. Is that dudes? If you can grow a, that's another problem. Though. If you can't grow any facial hair and you have a bald head, yeah. generally look a little pedo. That's you know tough. what I mean? That's a tough. That's, that's a tough hand. But like, fucking, we have a bunch of bald dudes that like listen to the show. They got big beards and they fucking got the flannel shirt, the big forearms. You're fine. Get old of yourself. It's gonna be fine. You definitely would rather be. I'd rather. Not have hair and be thin if I had a choice. Not that that choice has been given to me. Anywho, that's why. That's why I fucking have big swimming like me. Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to. (laughs) 
fantastic week of shows. Uh, hopefully that whets your appetite to head on over to ChadDukeShow.com and subscribe so you get the whole shebang. Oh, I think I just vomited in my mouth. Um, that, you're going to get a lot more of that, too. Um, it's just uh, ChadDukeShow.com. And you can, uh, it's monthly. We don't do the yearly bit. Don't do the, uh, and we don't make you jump through all the hoops. I was just talking with Josh about unsubscribing to my Marvel Unlimited account as they clearly are going for a different demographic now. So I was jumping through all the hoops trying to figure it out online, and uh, it's very, very difficult. Uh, if you decide it's not for you or whatever, you just uh, cancel. That's all it is. You can do whatever you want, and you don't have to pay for the rest of the year or any of that bullshit. So uh, check out the show. We think we give you more than enough bang for your buck. I, I have never blocked a Twitter account quicker than I just blocked. I did not know that Hellman's Mayonnaise had a Twitter account. Uh, would I have known that? I already would have blocked them. Um, but this morning they tweeted out, uh, mayo in your coffee. That's it. That's the tweet. And, uh, I immediately reported them for spam because that's spam. I think it's an attack on our way of life as well. And I'd like to point out that, um, Kevin Smith is a monster and, uh, not the, um, not the movie Kevin Smith, our Kevin Smith. And I'll tell you why I, uh, checked the social media today and, uh, I guess Kevin Smith posted that what he is drinking for his coffee is he is using mocha nut fudge green mountain coffee k-cups with starbucks white chocolate mocha creamer and here's what i'll say to you kevin because clearly you don't think enough of yourself uh you, know, you don't think as much of yourself as i do uh you're better than that uh you're a man of cuisine uh, you're a man such as myself that doesn't mind putting uh biscuits in your pocket um you need to get rid of the keurig First of all, I'm no tree hugger, but you're literally murdering our world with those fucking K-Cups. Um, th that is shit coffee. That is awful, terrible powder, fucking days in, comfort in hotel coffee. You need to get rid of that. And also, you got to stop putting the disgusting, over-the-top, sickeningly sweet uh, syrup in the bottom of the coffee. What we're going to do is we're going to get you some nice flavored coffee wean you off all of that syrup and so that you can actually find yourself enjoying the flavor of coffee. Uh, whenever I see this tour, whenever I see that big jug of just slimy filth, which, by the way, there always seems to be the same amount of, like, the people that use that shit, they clearly don't like the last two inches of it because in every office refrigerator that I've ever looked in, there's seven fucking bottles with two inches left in that no one uses. Yeah. But, my God, who the fuck? If, if you enjoy coffee, th those Green Mountain Coffee K-Cups, I danced with that devil for approximately six weeks once because you could just have a million cups like delivered to your house. But once you buy a decent coffee maker and you could actually have decent coffee and it's also convenient, it, it's just it's it saddens me to see anyone that cares as much as Kevin does about putting things into his body, as do I. I feel like we're like minded like that uh, that would soil himself with those choices. Very, very disappointing. Yeah, he brought up Bojangles Chicken Biscuits last time he was up here. He clearly has got good taste. I mean, clearly he can make good decisions. He brought the Cajun Filet Chicken Biscuits from Bojangles up here. He brings cookout up here. He knows what he's doing. That's why I look at this and I say, hey, Kevin, is that ham and egg coffee? Looks like that's, you got some ham and egg coffee there. And think you were a ham and egger. Do you have to hang off of a strap to drink that coffee? He's not one of those guys, Tor, that I thought when I was going to fucking drive by, I would just hand him the fucking glass jug of Grey Poupon and say, here, you need this more than I do. He's not the fucking guy that I thought was going to be a part of that. 
And here's the problem with that stupid Hellman's tweet is now motherfuckers are going to, for shock value, put mayonnaise in their coffee. Be like, I don't know what everyone's problem is. It's good because there is no difference between negative and positive attention anymore in our society. Oh, God. Corey just said people love saying stupid shit on Twitter. Yes, they do. Yes, they certainly do. All right. Well said, Tor. I'm glad you're here. All right. Um, glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go ahead. And if you'd like to be a, a, a vocal host on this show, send me a resume, please. Um, Tor's good at shaking and quivering and writing down when static pops happen, but he doesn't like talking. So send me the goddamn. Uh, it's uh, chaddukesissad.com is the website that I've registered, and you, there's a little tab there. You can not only cancel your subscription to the show, but you can send me a resume. Um, all right. Hopefully we see some of you guys out at Flying Ace Farm. Very excited for that. For the Sasquatch on a fish fry. That's on Saturday. If you listen to this on Friday, we'll be out there Saturday. They open at 11. You can get there whenever you want. Uh, the schedule of everything going on is on our social media at Chad Duke Show on Facebook and Instagram. So get all that shit there. All right. Very cool. Hope you guys have a beautiful weekend. We'll see you tomorrow at Flying Ace and, of course, a brand new show on Monday. If the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you out there drinking some bourbon. Hunting some Sasquatches and fishing some fish. Until then, remember what I always say. Times are hard and friends are few. Todd out of fucking you. I wish there was more loud noises in the city of Fairfax. And roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to that and friends are few. Ten out to fucking you.